What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cabbage Cart Podcast, where we'll be discussing all things Avatar. That includes Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, the graphic novels, and books. Fair warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for all Avatar content. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. kingdom dude let's do it the earth kingdom is easily my favorite i'm just saying like i've if i'm if i'm gonna be a bender i want to be an earth bender baby so explain that why more more so than like a firebender i want to be an earth because they're badass like i just think <laughs> it's badass i'm like i know in reality like my personality and spirit is probably like I'm gonna be a waterbender or an airbender, but both earth and firebending like share this like ferocity about the the bending. Um, earth bending is very um, firm, aggressive, but ag- aggressive and and uh, grounded as a bending style. Was that a pun? <laughs> it was not, but yes. <laughs> I didn't plan that. Earth bending but... is very grounded. Yeah, g- great point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> really providing some solid content right now. Hey, dude. Aang, do you think you and Toph have a rocky relationship? <laughs> oh, you know, man. One thing about Toph, bro, is she can be so stone cold. Oh. <laughs> We need, we need, yeah. Ooh, we need like, uh, we need a fucking soundboard, and we need to stop making, start making drops, bro. Yeah. We'll make a soundboard, but it'll be with our own sound effects. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Just recording of us making sound effects. Hey, uh, hey, uh, a drum. So two drums and a cymbal fall off the back of a trailer. Okay. Again, get out of the studio. <laughs> Woo! Get out of the Dude, studio. That was best. Drop. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> now we got a drop for the show. This is going to be a fucking fun day. <laughs> Joke of the week brought to you by Richard Shelley. Richard Shelley. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Add that Ooh. to the soundboard, dude. <laughs> Anyway, today's topic of discussion is the Earth Kingdom. <laughs> and it's a doozy, man. I feel like, so we kind of talked about this before the episode, but I feel like no one has quite an expansive history as the Earth Kingdom. Okay. Um, and and we'll start from the very beginning as far as we know. Um, and the reason why I think the Earth Kingdom is so big and um, has such a long history of conflict is dates all the way back to the lion turtles and you've been brushing up on some research on the lion turtles haven't you i have man <laughs> I, I got deep you were geeking the li- them out yeah i got deep yeah. in the lion turtle hole uh early and you wonder why it's because somebody posted on reddit they're like they're like oh our, you know what's how would you classify a lion turtle like they're not a spirit they're not really a mammal like where do they fall and I thought, okay, this is cool. So I started researching it because I wanted to contribute to the conversation, and then I just went down the rabbit hole. Nice. And uh, <laughs> so explain about these so lion the, turtles. So the Earth I'm Kingdom. Ready. So the so the history of the lion turtle is that back before bending was available to mm-hmm. to mankind, 
uh, the there was four line turtles, right? One each representing each um, bending ability: earth, fire, water, air, right? Now it would make sense to me, given how big the Earth Kingdom is, and where the that's where the lion turtle, the Earth lion turtle um, resided, was in the Earth Kingdom as we know it now. It wasn't the Earth Kingdom back then, but do we? You, you get it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a little off. I don't think where the, else would it live? The, the lion turtles. Is I don't think at the time of the lion turtles they necessarily lived. I like. I imagine it. They all lived on like Pangaea. They lived so ancient, like in such an okay. ancient time that, that that those those different that continents didn't even happen. That may be true, but at the same time, like we were talking about earlier, right? Uh, anywhere you go. You're basically on Earth. Yes. You can bend from anywhere that you're at. We've seen it. Yes. Even in the middle of the ocean with Kiyoshi. So, so it, gangster. it would make sense that the uh, even if there was a Pangaea situation, that of all of the uh, lion turtles, that the Earth lion turtle was probably the most traveled. Right? So this... It, as people left the lion turtle, it expanded the Earth Kingdom's... Re- it wasn't the Earth Kingdom at this time. Just follow follow along with me for Okay. Me. It wasn't the Earth Kingdom at this time. But as people started leaving the lion turtle to create their own uh, civilizations, it... Ex- the lion turtles left. Well, right. But people left the lion turtles before the lion turtles left. Okay. That's to, how, that's, to, that's yeah, how okay. they gave them... Yes, 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 right? yes, yes, yes. They gave them bending to protect themselves. And it started with the Fire Nation first. Again, not the Fire Nation at the time, but the, or the origination of, of Firebenders. Origin. Origin of Firebenders. <laughs> origination. Good word of the week, baby. <laughs> I think I said that last week, too. And you're like, bro, that's not a word. Origination. I like that. I'm uh, writing that down. It is a word, though. I'm pretty sure. Look, look that up. And uh, anyway, back to the origin. So it makes sense that the reason why the Earth Kingdom is so expansive is because it predates all the way before bending into the era of the lion turtles, where this turtle, basically with a civilization on its back, housing all of what would become the Earth Kingdom, traveling around, people kind of jumping off at their own stops, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of like a bus. Right. And creating a civilization that creates many 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 different and very diverse civilizations lion turtles <laughs> i'm just imagining the lion turtle like flying around and like all right <laughs> opening up a, 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 a bus door see wong desert <laughs> four people get off thanks hank <laughs> Throw a few chains, you know, yeah, yeah, into the yeah. tip jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is actually his coffee, and you just threw your coins into his coffee cup. <laughs> he was like, "Thanks, I was drinking that." Right. Next stop, Omashu. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I want the lion turtle named Hank. Sure. I mean, why not? They're unnamed at this point. I'm sorry, though. Continue. No, and that's kind of my point. I think that's why the Earth Kingdom is as expansive as it is, is because of the lion turtle that helped spread these people across an entire continent. Right. And and uh, and then, obviously, like your whole Pangaea idea, things can break off, and obviously things will be separate from there. Do you disagree? I know. Did you disagree with that thought? Um, 
I had earlier. I just don't think there's anything that's in the how, canon that's, to support it. But that you're be, correct. That would be correct. that would be a cool. Yeah, that would make sense though. It's yeah, not, it's that, not like some far-reaching idea. That makes sense to me. That's how I always imagined it. But you're right. There is no like canon backing to that. Right. So, but we can fill in the gaps. I mean, that's the whole idea, right? Mm. So it, it that definitely. I'm not saying it was a bad thought. I'm just saying. I don't, there's nothing to support it, but I'm I might, just saying I do better. The idea. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Breaky. And uh, I, I do, I do want to point out. I think like Breaky, we've been saying it as, as like the two creators of the show. I think that's a nickname for Brian Knitzko. And I think the it's. I think in reference to the creators of the show, it's Michael Bryan. Because you're saying Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konitsko. Uh, I think Brikey is a nickname for Brian Konitsko. Because it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I'm having a revelation right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had that same revelation <laughs> earlier this week. And I'm like, oh, we sound like morons. <laughs> well, we are morons. I mean, that's well, yeah, yeah, that, so yeah. We are morons. Totally acceptable. <laughs> All right. So the history of the Earth Nation... Strife with kingdom, conflict. <laughs> please. Earth kingdom. You said nation. I think it's referred to as both. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll die on this fucking this hill. The hill yeah. okay. I'll die on this hill. Okay. Fire nation, earth kingdom, water tribe, air nomads. But so then, what do you call the nomads of the earth kingdom? Earth Kingdom nomads. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. An answer for that. So. Yep. <laughs> didn't you didn't even see that coming? Well played, sir. And it was really obvious. Well played, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I take concede that. my point. Yes. I will take that as a win. <laughs> <laughs> Not only do we so one thing too, we're going to be keeping uh, uh, a tally sheet just like we did on last episode of notable Earth Kingdom players mm, yes. uh, i think we should also keep a tally on how many times you bring up a point that is really good and that i'm like arguing against until i realize your point <laughs> <laughs> that's the best that's the best of this discussion uh fuck it we're we're 10 minutes into the show let's say uh we spoke really briefly last week that we'll have a guest on the show very special. Um, and like, if if you're listening, uh, we're happy to announce like we've we got another microphone, and and uh, and my brother-in-law Ian will be here, and hopefully he's a uh, planning on being a, a regular guest. Right, and the important thing about Ian that I think uh, we should just kind of get out there right now is that not only is he a fan of the Avatar series and all of its content and comics and this and that and the Kyoshi novels, is that he's he's not only a fan of just this universe, but as, from from a uh, illustration standpoint and just an overall story standpoint. Oh yeah, and, 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 oh yeah, he's got he's got so much stuff to input. It's gonna be well, so much fun. So Ian runs I don't a think... a shop that sells nostalgia game equipment and and comic books. I and think cartoons. Clark, he's inundated with this stuff. I think let's just let's just say that and we'll leave it to next week. Okay. You're, we're no, gonna no, we're no, gonna I talk. Okay. We're gonna have him on the show. Like we can. 
we can have all that next week. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I think everybody else that uh, enjoys the show with us will get a lot of value from that. Because let's be honest, like we said earlier, me and Ricky, we're a couple dinguses, right? And, uh, you know, there's maybe a thought between the both of us. Yeah. Ian, <laughs> Ian, on the other hand, very, very, very good with that stuff. So we'll leave it at that. Yeah, he's way better than us. <laughs> yeah. But then when we have him on the show, we're going to be ripping on him the whole time. Well, that's, just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. Back to the back to Roku. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my new line, man. Anytime, any, whenever we get off topic, I'm just going to. Back to Roku means let's talk about whatever we plan for the show today. Right, no doubt. And uh, with the uh, with the uh, with the Earth Kingdom, so kind of the origin story is is uh, a very divided nation across all aspects of it. Right, so you not only have people that are have different bending abilities, right, sandbenders. Earthbenders typically is what you see. And then later we even see metal benders, right? Right. But um, you have different cultures as well, as seen in the Great Divide. Yes. One of, like, everyone's least favorite episode. I really enjoyed that episode. I don't don't, know why I get so much hate. Well, you know what it is? It got, it's like a straight up, like, filler episode to the show. And then it got, I remember it. Because it got replayed so many times, like on like Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. and that's why I love it. Because I'm like, I've seen this episode a million times. I love this episode, so I'm down. I'm I, down with I, the Great Divide. I, I just don't understand the perspective that people say it's a filler. It doesn't provide context. But you know what? Because like, for me, it's like uh, it's it's not an episode about the Earth Kingdom at all. It's an episode about Aang fulfilling his role as the Avatar, right? In, for like kind of like one of the people. first times, right? Like it's it's very and it's very it's a, it's a very simple type of way when and then at the end of it he fulfills his destiny of of becoming an Avatar, right? It's you have these two these two tribes these two people tribes. that have been at conflict for the Shang and the uh, Zhang and the Ganjin. Right, and one barbaric, one kind of sophisticated. Now we were—I'm sorry—we were talking about this in reference to the Earth Kingdom, right? Okay, strictly yes. the Earth Kingdom. Yeah, and it's and it's what you, the episode in that self is not really about those two tribes at all. It's about Ang uniting people, correct, under him, correct, which is his role as the Avatar. Uh huh. And it's something that uh, Yang Chen did really well. Something that Karuk failed on really hard. Something that Kiyoshi tried to do. And then something that Aang is finally able to kind of realize from the progress that the previous four avatars have put forth. Right. So it, it for me, it's actually kind of a more linear, like it, it really reaches back in the story. And that's why it's a good episode. Mm. People think it's just about two tribes and Aang going through a secret tunnel. Well, and then we learn... No, not the same. Oh, that's not the same. Nope. God uh, damn and it. going through the canyon with yes. and fighting off yes. all those bugs. That's the episode. Oh man, 
You just nailed on the chalkboard. Nails on the chalkboard. Like that just sent a shiver I, down I my spine. I thought Canyon. How I said, dare you? I thought Canyon. You want to know what it is? Is because the secret tunnel meme is so hot right now on the Avatar subreddit. Bullshit. Bullshit. No, it is bullshit. Secret, secret tunnel. tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That meme has been hot since that episode came out. I so know, don't say it's hot right now. It's always hot. Surgence of it is the point. It's always fucking hot. <laughs> Clark, you are a representative of the cabbage cart. <laughs> you cannot make these mistakes anymore. <laughs> well, then you're in for a surprise. <laughs> I think uh, by the end of this, we're just going to title this episode, Hey, Avatar Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I know we promised you the Earth Kingdom, but we're just talking to Avatar. Which we love to do. We love it. We're going to have a riff episode for sure coming up. We got, uh, we've got we actually uh, hopped on uh, Instagram a lot. Um, so if you're following us, follow us uh, on uh, Instagram at the Cabbage Cart Podcast. And uh, we're getting we're getting feedback and, and comments and, and uh, it's really fucking cool. Every time I look down on my phone, it's like, hey, Cabbage Cart, one new follower. I'm like, yes. Let's let's fucking go. Yeah, no, we love them all, man. It's awesome. We love interacting with you guys and shit, or and seeing seeing what you guys have to say. And there's a lot a of lot good of theories out there, man. That's the thing about that's what I love. Where where the Avatar? Well, we'll take a step out from talking about Earth Kingdom real quick. We'll talk about Avatar broadly. But oh I, oh, I, are we taking this step out? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what we've been doing for the last ten minutes. Uh, you probably but, uh, right. And uh, so one thing I I like where Avatar is at right now because. We, uh, there's, it's not every piece of the story is filled in. There's room for people to theorize. Right. And there's room for people to like fill in their own, you know, fan fiction. And there's room for creators to, when they, when they create these graphic novels or whatever, there's room for creativity and and oh what's this what's this hidden story here exactly oh yeah it's in a it's good awesome. spot because it's, it's such like, a beautiful spot it encourages right now where it's at it encourages people to uh, engage in like coming yes. up with their own ideas yes you're absolutely and it, correct it's kind of like a little a little watering you know a little watering a little water fountain for people to just go in and, and add their own you know throw 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 their pennies in right yes it's the uh what's the uh oasis called in the desert? Yes. You're the I one can't. that would die. I know, <laughs> I know, and I can't. It's like tip of my tongue, and like that's kind I of where that's, that's yeah, that's very. It's kind of that's kind of symbolic of where the Avatar universe is at right now. Right, right. like people can come. Well, here. hopefully it doesn't dry up like that Oasis did. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't happen. Or get covered in sand, but like the library. Yeah, I don't think it will be though, because there's just enough room for people to engage in it in a creative way in the own in the way that they see the universe which is super fucking cool dude yeah yeah you know like why not yep. encourage people to fill in the gaps that's awesome yep. man and that's i think that's kind of the why the podcast is out there that we decided to do this is to help encourage yep. that i agree i agree and like imagine making a uh, creating something a cartoon and something as fucking unique and cool as fuck as avatar is and then 15 years after its release, you have two guys that are like, let's start a podcast about fucking Avatar. Yep. Like, to have such a a, a strong following. And, a lasting and be effect. So, yeah. And, like, when you think about, like, Nickelodeon, 
Avatar was a very mature show for you have that next to like Fairly Odd Parents, SpongeBob, um, you know, shit like that. It, it dealt with real issues. Yeah. Right. And we're going to get into one of those issues here regarding specifically the Earth Kingdom in that there's not only like civil war and conflict, but there's xenophobia, which is something that Ian, as we talked to him before the podcast, kind of getting his ideas on the Earth Kingdom had mentioned, which is a really good point. So, as you would say, back to Roku. Okay, so let's actually talk about some Earth Kingdom shit. Um, we were talking about, you know more about the origins of Bossing Say than I do. And I was explaining to you, uh, and we were just talking about this episode, the Secret Tunnel episode is the Cave of Two Lovers. And that's when you hear about the origin of Omashu as a city. The Cave of Two Lovers is Oma and Shu. Oma being the woman, Shu is male, and they're... they're uh, it's kind of like a Romeo and Juliet story. Mm, yeah, like warring tribes. Without the suicide at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's very similar. <laughs> warring tribes. So there's a civil war going on in in the Earth Kingdom. And uh, these, these two lovers are earthbenders, and they create a a tunnel system to connect with each other from opposite sides, you know, and bang one out every, <laughs> one, <laughs> every once in a while, you know, and then all the crystals light up, you know. <laughs> That's a, uh, I don't even know if I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, Shu dies and then Oma goes ham on both of them with her earthbending skills earth bending style <laughs> like and uh and then you know so the the civil war settles the dispute and then it becomes omashu right and and omashu as we know it now is kind of like a smaller scale bossing say and, and, and right. a very similar story in that there was a civil war as well you, yes and you can't talk about the earth kingdom without talking about omashu Right. That's how big that motherfucking joint is. Which, let me just add a little note on that. I like Omashu more than Bossing Say. Especially because of King Boomy. It was, yeah, it was definitely, well, I don't know. So, like, Bossing Say is, like, almost boring. It's, like, sadistically plain on purpose. Right. Like, you know, Omashu is the opposite. Omashu is fun. You You have the fucking carts that just drop shit down <laughs> like yeah it's uh they're, they're... it's kind of like uh it's kind of like the vegas of the earth kingdom <laughs> <laughs> boomy's up top boomy's getting robbed by the crew from oceans 11 <laughs> <laughs> yeah george clooney comes walking in <laughs> hey boomy but okay so this is a good point though we need to talk about the distinction between omashu and uh embossing say because even though they have a very similar story in their origins and that there was a civil war conflict um that is just a symptom of a giant nation right there's going to be civil wars when nobody's united correct and and the two entities or i guess technically four right because you have a civil war going on that tried to actually solidify everything under one united power um, was met with resistance on that, right? So you had the people that thought that they should be in power, and then you had the other side that thought that they should be in power. And I know that Amashu necessarily um, 
didn't really get the resolve that it was looking for because it came down to one individual that ended up just destroying a lot of it and 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 bringing them together through through a singular right, person right, but right. the idea was that uh bossing say went in a different direction where they were able to actually solidify everything under one rule and it became a monarchy um and and not to say that Omashu wasn't, because I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, King Bumi. Yeah, well, I mean, but but he wasn't. He didn't have a predecessor. That yeah, we're aware exactly. Of. He wasn't royal. Yeah, uh, that, that, that we see. Right, that we that know we, of. That so we know. So this of. is another he area like, where the fandom can come in. What and we fill see in gaps. him when we see the flashback of him and Aang, he looks like a street rat. Right. Like he doesn't look he he doesn't have the look. And he doesn't rule look. with like this iron fist that you see no, in Bossing no. Say. And not even that Bossing Say really rules with an iron fist by design of the of the king, but right. because of Long Fang, who was kind of the as we discussed earlier, and this is we'll get into this a little bit later because we I want to stick on the Omashu to Bossing Say comparison. But Long Fang is basically a new Jianzu. Shady Jianzu. Yeah, he's a shady Jianzu. That's a sus ass Jianzu. <laughs> um No, that is uh I've never thought about that. That is interesting to think about. Why is Boomy king? You know, why is he King Boomy? Was he a is he elected? Because King King is the title of a monarchy. Right. And he's not portrayed to be be like a high class fucking guy you know or even that he was born into that right 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 and if ang respects him as a person then you know he's got to be of of not only a prestigious position like in power but he's also got to be of good character as well Uh, yes otherwise ang would never ang wouldn't go down that path of friendship ang 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 finds like his friends come to him like spiritually right like he as an Aaron man yes. that is just in his yes. nature. Yes, like he has a all of, him and all of his friends are a very spiritual connection. Right. So and Mashu, where they kind of Mashu seems like it was the model that actually worked, whereas Bossing Say was not. Bossing Say may be more powerful and more prosperous and what? definitely bigger, but but they had so much conflict inside those walls. That it makes you wonder, like, who really had had it right? Because hmm. Boomy, they got obviously he got. You know, I mean, I mean, but captured. there were there were there were plenty of people um, when Omashu got captured that were pissed off at Boomy, like his forces, because when Omashu came to get captured by the Fire Nation, he said nothing. You know, right? You know, and there were and there. Nice, thank you, <laughs> and. They there were plenty of his soldiers that we see that are like, yeah, we're really mad that he did that, and you know, and by the way, that episode is the first time we hear neutral Jin uh, outside of the core novels. Yeah, no, uh, Kiyoshi novels. Or what did I say? No, it's did the I first time we yeah, hear Kiyoshi. that. We he- we hear it in the show, and then they bring it up in the Kiyoshi novels. Oh, you're right. Because right. says, oh, okay, you're talking about as far as release dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the so, first so Aang, yeah. Aang says, yeah, like, Boomy tells him, do you know what Jin is? And he's like, yes, there's positive Jin and negative Jin. And he's like, he's like, and neutral Jin. Right. And then Aang's like, there's three. And Boomy's like, actually, there's 87. But. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but three that are widely yeah, yeah, yeah. widely. But then we it, it calls back to um to Kiyoshi. Kiyoshi references that, and I guess that's a very um 
like they teach that to earthbenders. That's, you know, she has that mentality that I live in the earth kingdom. She has that born into her that earthbenders practice neutral jit. Right. She understands that as is like that's almost like required information in it's, your in your earthbending um, training. Right. Or I feel like as a society, because who she who did she learn that from? Jianzu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think that means? Neutral gen. I feel like it's uh it's like hey, be. I feel like neutral is to be passive. In order to gain knowledge, you know, like be know when not to speak so that you can intake information. It's your approach to bending is what it is, right? So positive gin is going to be. But Kiyoshi uses it multiple times to describe her interactions with other people. Right. Is to practice neutral gin. So it goes out farther than just earth bending. Quark's looking some. I'm looking it up phone. right now. So I'm going to look up uh, the gin as, as we know it. So um, let's see. Positive gin is in. A, okay. So, yes. So you're right. So positive gin is going to be the aggressive fire That's nation fire, methodology. Fire bending. Negative gin is going to be air bending. The release of that attachment and, and a passive approach. Right. Air bending. And then you have earth bending, which is very. Um, characteristic of earthbending in that it's practical because it's right yes, in the middle. Yes, 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 yes. And nothing's more practical than earthbending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because it's all around you. You can do anything with it. You can make buildings. You can make trains. You can make, you know, you like everything is powered by the earth. Right, right. So it, it's very like uh, characteristic of, of, of the earth kingdom as a whole. Yeah. So I see what you said. So you're, to your point, you're saying that as a society, they're neutral, Jin. Because right, if you get hit in the head with the rock, you're kind of like, God damn it! But like, if someone blasts fire in your face, you're mad. If if someone embarrasses you with airbending, like you're trying to hit them and they just like duck and dodge and fucking work yeah. your ass up without trying, negative. Like, but like, if you get hit with a rock, <laughs> if so, it's like like uh, in in some ways, earthbending is like. Like, I know it's not the fighting style, but like boxing, it's like, it's like, hey, bam, bam, bam. It's like. It it walks the line where it can dip into neutral or negative gin mm-hmm. and positive gin mm-hmm. and, and still maintain a consistent right. course right, right in the middle. Right. That's exactly what it is. Because there is evasive movers. Like one of the, one of the things Aang does multiple times in the comic or excuse me, in the show is uh, create a shield around himself with rock. Uh-huh. So he's taking a defensive Classic. approach. But then there's other times where he's slamming two rocks together to try to squish someone like a bug, and that's yeah. obviously neutral gen- or positive gen. Yeah. So it's you, you walk this line, and you teeter on either side of it, and that's neutral gen. That's earthbending. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did you see that meme where it's like Aang sparing the fire ward? And then it's like the hundred of Fire Nation soldiers they killed along the way. Like to <laughs> <laughs> think of how many they dropped all those balloons. How many? How many of those people died? Well, A lot. And then you got the White Lotus over there just killing oh, everybody God. else in the streets. <laughs> Boomy is a member of. Yeah, and 
And uh, and uh, one thing I want to talk about too is uh, Kyoshi's role in the Earth Kingdom because we've talked about Kyoshi extensively. We had six episodes, the first season, entirely on just Kyoshi. And uh, just to just to revisit that real quick is that Kyoshi realized, and this it's not explicitly said, said, but we can kind of like connect the dots, right? The Earth Kingdom is huge, expansive, a bunch of different factions of it, all kind of don't really like each other. And Kyoshi realized this, and even though she tried her best to 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 you know uh, smother um, uprisings and 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 the Daofi and all of that, she realized that it was beyond her control to do that because they're so big. And that's the creation of the Kyoshi Warriors. One to uphold the cultural aspects of the Earth Kingdom, and then the Daofi, also created by Kyoshi in an effort to uphold order. Dai Li. Or did I say Delphi? Uh, Delphi, yeah. <laughs> the Dai Li. Like, in, uh... in an effort to uh, to uphold uh, order in the Earth Kingdom. Specifically yeah. Bossing Say because it's the biggest area in the Earth Kingdom. Dude, if Kyoshi created the Delphi, like she would be like a fucking mob, like the Godfather. You oh, know? yeah. How cool, <laughs> how cool would that be? Kyoshi as the Godfather? That would be pretty cool. I mean, in a way she kind of was, right? Because she had her hitman... Loud oh, yeah. out there, you know, doing the dirty work or strong arm, right handed man. Right. So, in a way, she was. The assassin. In a way, she was. Kiyoshi the Godfather. <laughs> Godfather. Dude, I can see that, like, classic movie poster. You know, The Godfather. Yeah. But it's Kiyoshi in black, black and white, white, and then it had the red streaks over her eyes, and that's the only color on the. On the poster, somebody red. please make that, dude. For the love of God, dude, somebody genius. Please make we that. can make it and put it on our Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, <laughs> the Cabbage Cart Podcast. Nice, <laughs> nailed it. Plug, shameless plug. plug. Hell yeah. Uh, we can't talk about the Earth Kingdom without talking about. We've been beating around him all day. We got to talk about Jinju, Jinju, who, as we know from. The Kiyoshi novels is like one of the most historically powerful people in the Earth Kingdom, especially at the time. It's interesting that that the way Bossing Say cannot control the Earth Kingdom, but Jonzu showed it could absolutely be done because he did it himself. He had that much pull across the uh, Earth Kingdom. That even, like, obviously, he's like, he's like, yes, of course, the king, the king is the man. The king is the ultimate power. But in reality, he know, and he knows himself, I, I have the power in the Earth Kingdom. Right. I would say he had the most political influence that we've ever seen in the Earth Kingdom. But not necessarily the most powerful figure to ever be across it because we have... Um, Chin the Conqueror, who got everything but... But Yokoya and... Yokoya at the time. Right, Yokoya at the time. <laughs> and uh, Ba Sing Se. And Ba Sing Se. And Yokoya, as we've discussed in the past, we theorize as that that became uh, Kyoshi okay. Island when I, she split it off. I did have a question, because this came up. Why the fuck did Kyoshi... What was Kyoshi doing the whole time? Just chilling on Yokoya until the war got there? Like, he conquered all of the Earth Kingdom. All of the Earth Kingdom. Except for Ba Sing Se and Yokoya. What the fuck was Kiyoshi doing the whole time? She's like, oh, wait. And it's like, whoa. Like, 
she's like she's like watching Cheetos, <laughs> watch watch watching Cheetos, eating, eating Cheetos, Cheetos, watching TV, and then Jin the Conqueror like knocks on her door and she's like, God damn it! Like what the fuck was she doing that whole time? Well, let's think about let's let's contrast this to Kuvira and Korra. So Kuvira got very far in her conquering of the Earth she, Kingdom. She fucking basically unified it. She's, I think, I actually think Kuvira actually is easily the first person to really unify the Earth Kingdom. Right. Under her rule. I would agree with that. Like, so what was, easily. what was Korra doing that whole time? I'm sorry, what? I'm talking, like, I'm talking, I'm talking about, like, in comparison to, like, Jianzu and then and then Earth. No, the no, no. Earth I, no, I get it. My my point is that you're saying what was Kyoshi doing while Chin was conquering the oh, Earth yes. Kingdom? What was Korra doing while Kuvira was conquering the Earth Kingdom? Being a drunk. So <laughs> basically, basically. Right? <laughs> and so I think the point that I'm trying to make though is that I think uh, it wasn't necessarily that Kyoshi was ignoring this. It's just that as the role as the Avatar is to this is a singular nation that's going through something. So right. she needs to let them, for the most part, stay out of it. It's just like how she can't participate in the Fire Lord's problems individually because that's yeah. But at showing the same favoritism. time, <laughs> okay. But at the same time, yeah, she's not gonna dive into the Fire Nation, but she'll send a fucking assassin to tell him stay in line with what I think. Yeah, where was Lao? Why the fuck the era of you have a guy conquering? At no point she was like, well, what happened there? Right. So maybe she know. was. Maybe she was like, you never touch. I don't care what you do for the Earth Kingdom, but you never touch me. And then. And then he came for her. And then he's. she's like, okay, going to have to fucking kill you. <laughs> it's such an anticlimactic way. She doesn't even kill him. <laughs> like, honestly, no, she he, doesn't kill him. It's not the he fall falls. that kills him. It's the sudden impact. <laughs> <laughs> Into the, In and, the ocean. and no, actually, it's not because she bends the lava. So I, I bet there was like flooding water in, but he just like smacked down on like igneous rock, <laughs> oh, like God. just yeah, what a terrible way. You to know, go. you know, she lava bends in that episode, by the way. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, so Jianzu kind of had this idea, and we, I mean, we gave Jianzu kind of a lot of crap earlier, but now I see more of his point as we think about the Earth Kingdom. He didn't want to have control in a way that he wanted to be the figurehead he just wanted everything to work and he wanted to to be behind the shots right he didn't he didn't have to be the person on the throne which is where a lot of people go wrong in trying to unify the earth kingdom right he, they're all trying to get them in a position of power of, in front of everybody whereas Gianzi was a little bit more behind the scenes that you can rule but let's keep in mind everything else that's going on across Amashu, out in the desert, out out here in Bossing Say. Let's all work together kind of behind the scenes. Fucking Jonzu is the goddamn Illuminati, dude. He really is. <laughs> that's what he's society. doing. Yes, yes. Yeah, he's like he's like who's really in power? Right. Well, yeah, who right. who really run this? <laughs> run the jewels reference, my man. <laughs> right here. Woo! Across the table. Um and 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 so he, he he did it right. Well, we wanted we wanted to talk about Long Feng, right? And, and so this brings us into yes, Long Feng. How yes. Long Feng tried doing something very similar, more local to Bossing Say, really, 
But at the time, we have to remember the Earth Kingdom is, even though it's still separate, it's still a, a more unified yes. country than we've ever seen. Yes. A nation as we've ever seen. Yes. And uh, so Jianzu... Powerful people. Whereas Jianzu had to be spread out, Long Feng can have the same influence from only one position. And I want to... Yes. And you're right. The the Earth Kingdom is so big, but it's unified to the point where the Fire Nation took over Ba Sing Se. They didn't run the Earth Kingdom. The Earth Kingdom wasn't done. Right. You know? Right. the, yeah, sure, the Earth Kingdom has fallen, but the people, that's why they're like, they're like the rebel outbreaks are, are giving us problems, and then that's why Ozai's like, I'm going to burn a fucking scar all the way down it, you know? Right. You know, he's like, I'll destroy their hope and, and finish this. Well, and, what a monster. And I think, uh, so Jianzu and Longfeng, one thing they both shared in common with each other, obviously, besides them trying to influence behind the scenes, is that I think they're very, very, very smart individuals. Because now that we've seen kind of the story play out historically in the Avatar universe, they were they realized that they could never just try to uproot this current system. They needed to be influential on it in their own way that they can. Because... The entire nation's strife with civil war. So, right. what point is it going to do to have another civil war? They it was of no interest to them. You see what I'm? You see what I'm yeah, going with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they knew that they couldn't create an uprising. They just had to shift the power in their direction behind the scenes. And and they did a really good job of it. Dude. I mean, Long Fang was this close. Sus- well, no, because Azula's like, like. I lost at my own game. <laughs> Don't flatter yourself. You were never a player. Azula oh. fucking worse is that, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to compete with Azula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fourteen, by the way. <laughs> like, and he's like, I don't know, sixty, <laughs> and been doing this for a. For like forty years, I and Azula's fourteen-year-old ass goes, You're "Never a player." Azula should have been older. I feel like if she was like in her twenties, it would have made her more. Powerful. I think Zuko's sixteen, and that makes her fourteen. Mm-hmm. And Katara's like sixteen, and Sokka's probably around fourteen, and Aang is twelve, and Toph is like. 12. Sokka's the older brother. Oh yeah, he? you're right. Older. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're right. So that I think they put Sokka at 16. 16 and Katara at 14. 14 Aang at 12. 12. And then and then Top is like 11 or 12 as right. well. Right. Yeah. And which is a great point to bring in uh, Toph. So Toph's role in the Earth Kingdom. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, wait sorry. Wait, wait. Do we we haven't. I've uh, not yet. I'm. We're still. I just want to talk about <laughs> Sus Johnzu. Oh, you want to talk about Long Fang? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's your thoughts? No, on I just want to. I just want to roast this motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck that guy. First of all, Long Fang sucks. <laughs> and like, yeah, I want to. We're gonna start. He's like that. a great value, Johnzu. Is what he is. Yeah, fucking great value, <laughs> dude. The best. The best fucking. Great value thing I've ever seen in my life was they had uh, uh, wheat thins. Wheat thins. You mm-hmm. ever seen those yeah. fucking crackers? Yeah. And they're like really grainy. They're awful. I don't like wheat thins. And then next to them, great value was thin wheats. <laughs> <laughs> Never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> so wheat thins being Gianzi, thin wheats being. Thin wheats being, <laughs> being long fame, baby. Long that's pretty funny. And actually, I, uh, on another 
Sorry, one more. No, you're good. Go for was it. the best Dr. Pepper knockoff I've ever seen. Was sold at a vending machine at the Walmart in Buckeye. Which was what? Which was Dr. Good Guy. I <laughs> oh, swear yeah. to fucking God. You mentioned this before. Dr. Good Guy. Yeah. And, like, I always walked past it. I was like, <laughs> But I'm like, this is, this is bullshit. So I threw two quarters in there. Dumped out a can, sure as shit. It said Dr. Good Guy on the can, dude. I could not, like, Mr. Piv, Dr. Thunder, Dr. Good Guy. <laughs> you know what it tasted it's like, very too? very old timing name. You know what it fucking tasted like? Dr. Pepper? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? So what is the point you want to make about Long Fang, though? What? So you just want to roast? Oh them? no! I just wanted to. I'm done. I'm done. Now, now we can talk about Toph. What? So what I don't like about Long Fang though is that it's we had this kind of uh, again a, another secret society even established by the Avatar, right? The Dai Li, and they were a very noble cause in their origin, and now we're seeing them perverted in kind of like a, a militant force um, under Long Fang. So I'm actually not sure. We know that um, the Daiwi was founded under Kiyoshi, but I don't. I, I don't know the actual origin. They don't talk about that in the novels. I don't know the actual origin of that. Well, either way, it's uh, it's it's it was like a secret service organization, right? And it's been it's been kind of perversed, perversed by into into what we see it in the legend, or excuse me, Avatar: The Last Airbender, right? And uh, and that is directly related to Long Feng's in, excuse me, Long Feng's influence on that um, society. Mm. And we don't actually get a lot of history on Long Feng, but we can assume that he rose through the ranks to that position. From what I believe, from what we were looking at earlier, was uh, King Kuei became king when he was four. Like his father died, and because of the way of the monarchy, he. You have a four-year-old king now. Did Long Feng um, and Long, serve under? Yes, and then okay. so since King Kuei's birth, I mean, essentially, you know, his toddler years, Long Feng has been kind of running the show. Yes, and and creating a a vacuum to take power, and so it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like he. He's, he's been he, there so long. He no doesn't shit. want to give up that power. No shit. No shit. The Earth King doesn't know about the war because he's been catered not to know about it since four. Right. R- you right. know, like yes, Longfang has this power to do that. Um, just because there's no resistance. Right. There's, um, and and Longfang wants this power because he doesn't respect. The nobility and spirituality of the position, and because we're talking about their their nation, not everybody. In fact, I think the majority of people in the Earth Kingdom are non-benders. And so, why don't we touch on that for a real quick? Let's talk mm-hmm. about the. Uh, we're gonna switch gears just a little I bit think off of actually, Long Fang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I want to talk this uh, as a whole. I think I would say like if you have five people, eighty percent are non-bending one uh 20 percent so one person is is a bender, a bender. right like it's probably like 
in the Earth. Kingdom. It might. I actually, I actually feel like it's more rare than that. But probably. Yeah. Because probably it's way so more expensive. Rare. Probably like one in a hundred. Especially in in cities like Boston City, because like you have certain subcultures, like the Sandbenders, who are all benders, for mm-hmm. as far as we know. So well, they, but but in terms of like the the civilized like the big cities, it's just like any other city. Majority of the people are just going to well, be the, regular the, people. The sandbender thing is is not that doesn't work because you literally cannot live live there unless you can bend earth. Like you can't survive there unless you can you can bend. That's fair. so yeah, obviously that's you have the only be. people that live there are benders. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't, you know, it doesn't oh, you, really you see work what I'm saying? That, it doesn't work in that same yeah. way. No, that's a good point. Yeah, sorry about that. No, but. you're good. I think that's a good point, though, because uh, we just, I just, when I think about the Earth Kingdom, though, I think about, a, for the most part, just a bunch of average Joes. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then there's a few benders that help kind of. We see the episode. De- yeah, we see the demand. episode with Jet. That, take place, that takes place in the Earth Kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's a bunch of their, uh, what's the Peter Pan? Lost Boys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're the Lost Boys from Peter Pan. All of them can't bend. And then they they flood out this Fire Nation town or attempt to. But we don't see any of those people bending. Like, there's no, no, there's yeah. no bending in the episode except for Katara and Aang. Right. You know, and it's like the majority of these people can't do that. Or like Zuko alone when he goes to that town. There's the mercenaries that are benders. But everyone, no one else in that town, Earth bends. Mm-hmm. They were probably enlisted or, or taken or whatever. They were in high demand. Yeah, like, like if you're a bender, you're a rarity. Like Haru, they kept it a secret. Right. And yeah. Right, and uh, I th- I just think that uh, that is a contributing factor into the Earth Kingdom being the least spiritual. Because there's not a lot of them in there. But it also ties back to pre-Kyoshi times uh, with the origin of uh, Amashu and Basingsei and a lot of these other bigger civilizations in the Earth Kingdom. And that the Earth Kingdom sages themselves actually became corrupt with power and them as a spiritual being, kind of a spiritual representative right. Of, right. of Earth bending as a, in a spiritual form. They divorce themselves from that in their own right, selfish desires. Yes, exactly, selfish. And, and became less. So then there was no upholding, like in the Fire Nation. Uh-huh. You have the Fire Sages, very revered, obviously well respected. A long time in the Earth Kingdom's past, th- that has been separated. Mm-hmm. So not only is are they the least spiritual, as we've talked about in the past, because of the rarity of earthbending, but also because the people that could earthbend as on, uh, and were sages for that nation removed themselves from from that uh, in in their own selfish, selfish, manner. hungry right. power, like power hungry efforts. But it all it honestly like makes sense. I feel like earthbenders are very like just. They're like dwarves, man. They're like, yeah. hey, like, rock is good, like, and we're going <laughs> to make a goddamn coliseum. Like, yeah. I like rock coliseum. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's that mentality, but it's like like an engineering scientific point of view. 
it's very it practical. Makes sense. It's a very yes, practical, it's a practical approach. Yeah. And, and that's how that meant. It, it makes sense that they disconnected from like spiritual. You're right. Spiritual. Especially when you talk about the scale of the Earth Nation. Of course, there's going to be. Kingdom. <laughs> Earth Kingdom. There's going to be a disconnect when the majority of the people are non benders. Right. So my thought on that is that, and I mean, give me some feedback on this, right? Is that the if we have this entity as a whole, the Earth Kingdom, right? Uh, that is non-spiritual in most of their practical applications of Earth bending, because they're very practical. Again, very neutral gin. Is that the people that do bend are either in a form of service, like running the railways or using their capabilities to build buildings. Or they hold a position of power like the Bei Fong family. Uh-huh. Which brings but, us into Top. But, but okay, but uh, Top's parents were not benders. Right, but his that, that great-grandpa was who got murked by Yoon. And, and I think that Lu, he... Lu, uh, did Jianzu... No, Jianzu... Lu Bei Fong was Jianzu's master. Yoon killed Lu Beifong. And Yoon killed oh, okay, Lu Okay, okay, my bad, my bad. Yes, you're correct. So, and I, and this was actually a theory that I threw around on Reddit about the Earth Kingdom uh, earlier this week, is that, um, yes, they're the least spiritual, but at the same time, like, I think that the origin and the history of the Earth Kingdom was primarily developed as a society by powerful benders. This is, mm. I think this is the history of the Beifong family in that they rose to a position of authority because they were a family of benders. Okay. At, at one point. In at their one history. point. Yes. Yes. Right. Because they – That's that's kind of the natural order of the Avatar universe is ancient – like these nations and stuff that came to power came because of benders, powerful benders. Right. And like we talked about on the last episode, it's like who's going to lead – like or a mushroom water tribe that we talked about this water, yeah exactly episode. or the southern water tribe it's like who's gonna lead well uh, it'll probably be the most powerful bender that led us through the through the or, fight no 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 not a non-bender Hakoda uh, that's what you're no no yeah. no true but no, no so no you're right but who but who led us through this was the person who led us through the who's gonna lead now is the person that led us through the fight right and it would make sense in the Earth Kingdom being again removed from that spirituality of bending that. The people that held that power were benders initially. Then it became a, it became a monarchy as we know it now, uh, especially in a, like you know Bossing Sei and Omashu. But back to the Beifong family, I think that the reason why we only saw benders in two aspects, right? Either in uh-huh. a position of power or a, a position of service for whatever the kingdom needed. Because mm-hmm. who else really outside of that? Besides Kuvira, who was using her power to try to conquer, mm-hmm. like those are really the only two avenues that we see Earth Kingdom benders take. Right. Okay. I and, get your point. And and and, and, point. and to contrast that, we can we can talk about how that compares to other nations. So the Fire Nation held fire bending in very very high regard. Well, literally, literally Academy. the leaders planned to have the strong bend. Like you see how. Ozai married uh, Ursa. It was because you're the grandchild of Sozin, and she's the grandchild of Roku. Right. Like they literally breeded 
powerful benders. Exactly. Exactly. And and the only similar society that I can see would be the Northern Water Tribe kind of following a similar suit. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the Northern Water Tribe had this the earth and or the sea, the ocean and the and the moon spirit right there in their uh camp, you know, their city. So right. there it's not even like they're removed from the spirituality in the same way that the Earth Kingdom is. The Earth Kingdom doesn't hold it in such high regard because they're very like practical and neutral people. And so for that reason, if what's more practical for bending than gaining yourself a position of authority with it and keeping people under your thumb or using it in a strictly practical aspect for building. Right. Or running right. a running a rail system or whatever it may be. Right. Now, we've been going pretty hard today, buddy. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, we have a couple more topics we want to discuss. Uh, discuss. Um, so we have Toph, and then we got to do a character tally. Oh, yeah. Carrying over so, from last week's episode, yeah, yeah, we're keeping yeah, yeah, a tally yeah, yeah. sheet. See who has because I'm totally points. right, by the way, just so you know. What was There's, your initial uh, thought? On that? Was no, you're like, we see more waterbenders than any other and I'm like, you're wrong. Like, do you think there's more earthbenders? Mm, yes. Do we I want, don't, hey, I do don't we know. wanna count do we wanna count the swamp people as major players in the water bending uh, we did. sheet? We did. No we didn't. Yes, I oh I'll bet money on this. Alright, I'm gonna have to go back Hashtag to Ricky's too. right. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Fifty dollars, bitch. <laughs> I'll put fifty on it. Do not. I'll put fifty on it. Do not do that, Clark. <laughs> you want to put fifty dollars on it that we definitely counted the swamp benders in our tally? I'll put fifty dollars on it, dude. I'm gonna shake on it. All right. <laughs> and you can just you can just uh, put that in the business account, baby, <laughs> and just put that fifty dollars right there. All right, we'll see. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on Toph? Um, how do you think? First of all, Toph, let me, well, let me break this down real quick. Let me ask you a few questions just to frame. You're like, Toph. what are your thoughts on Toph? I'm like, what? <laughs> so, Toph. my thoughts. <laughs> oh, we know you love Toph. You We're, can't. You can't just. What are your thoughts on Toph? So, Toph, how do you think? What do you think of her bending ability? What do you think of her relationship to bending? What do you think of her history of bending? You don't have to. And, you, and one more. What do you think about what she's done from bending? <laughs> Top is like my favorite character from fucking Avatar. Over Kyoshi. Uh, all time. Like, I, I fucking love Top. You don't have to ask. What do you think of it? You don't have to ask me. <laughs> like, I'll tell you. <laughs> You're a Top fan you. girl? No, you, no just Top is uh, like when I was a. When I first watched the show, the idea be behind Toph being a blind a blind person that feels with earthbending that can feel that's how she sees mm-hmm. was like mind blowing to my fucking brain like because it made it made sense like right that that earthbending using the vibrations of the earth right and sense. and as a benefit of that she's the most powerful earthbender. She wins. Like, she's the most... She's OP as fuck. You know what I mean? Well, she certainly did bending in a way that has never been done before. It's twice. never been done before. Okay, so just talking about seismic sense. Mm-hmm. 
is is that brought this completely foreign angle on earthbending that made her OP. What she's undefeated forever like so with that thought though do you think that if kiyoshi would have done more glass bending that that would put her on the same level maybe maybe but fuck glass bending metal bending is a whole nother thing baby <laughs> dude so cool dude. are you kidding me when i first saw top metal bend banging on those doors feeling the earth and guru uh paki is like explaining explaining to ang and like that's the overview like what is what is metal but just but just little bits of earth yeah. and like you see Toph like banging them out and then she metal bends oh my god and then and then she's like I'm I'm the greatest earth bender alive you dunderheads <laughs> and then goes back to bossing say on this like earth ski sk- ski yeah. Yeah. yeah I was like. Oh my god. She's she de- is she's, so fucking awesome. She's definitely, I, uh, I wouldn't say she's the most powerful, but she's definitely the coolest. What, okay, okay. Uh, uh, Earthbender. I think if Aang, if Aang and Toph uh, fought Earthbending, no Avatar State, Toph still wins that fight. Earthbending, no Avatar State, no tricks. Dude. Actually, actually well, but Top okay. would pull a trick. To be top. fair, though, on Sozin's Comet, Day of the Black Sun, um, Toph mentions to Aang that his earthbending could use some work. So right. he hasn't mastered it yet. But even I still think Toph wins. So, okay, so who's a more powerful earthbender than Toph? Kyoshi, for sure. She That's the Avatar. She didn't and no, she's not. I think Toph would fucking work Kyoshi without the without the Avatar state. Yeah, if it was okay, let's talk. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about a fight and it's with the Avatar, then it's got to be only the element. You know what I'm okay, saying? So fair. so yeah. Kyoshi Toph, Earthbending, no Avatar state. Fucking Toph's winning. Well, and, and Toph right, knows Toph knows more about Earthbending than. Kiyoshi does. The first avatar to learn earthbending, as Toph knows it, is Aang. Well, and to be fair, my thought on... No, you're right. Because my initial thought was, well, Kiyoshi pulled up a mountain from the sea, but she did tap into the avatar state to do that. Right, right. She she tapped into something that she didn't know she had. Right. It wasn't she just it doesn't wasn't just because she wanted to do it right. on her own will. It was it was like Toph would have done. Right. And the only t- option Toph would have had. Because she's yes. not the Avatar. Yes. Yes. So yes. you're right. I would say Toph. Toph best Earthbender. Toph best and, but, but her kids are pretty fucking dope. Obviously taught by her. Well, and as we see in the comics following the show, she opens up Toph's Metal Bending Academy. Uh, which I believe yet to be released, the official comic. But we get we get some players in that through the comics. She's got, at the time, of North and South being the last comic in the series so far she mm-hmm. got three i think it's three students that she's currently all oh, right north taking. and south we actually promised to finish that story up of north and south this week but uh we didn't that's okay because you want to bet like... another 50 bucks <laughs> <laughs> that's okay because i feel like uh anything else would have spoiled the book and i encourage people to read it yeah yeah it's, yeah it's very good it's yeah in other words i was too lazy to read it this week sorry guys <laughs> uh 
happens, man. No, I love it. So let's. Uh, you want to dive into key players on the in the Earth King? Key players. Let's start. All right. Let's up. start. Let's start as old as we can go. So we have. We have Gianzu. No, no. Uh, yeah, from Kiyoshi. We have Yoon. Gianzu Yoon. We have. Um, Do you want to include Lu Bei? Wong and Lek. Do you want to include Lu? Is Wong and Wong's an Earthbender? Wong and Lek both are and Lao Gi. Lao Gi Earthbender. So that's three. Right, Lu Bei Fong. I don't think we ever see him bend. We don't, but we know he's Jianzu's master. So, the... if we're okay. gonna include, okay. yeah, if, if we're gonna include um, other people, we have to include that. Uh, we have Kiyoshi. Did you tally that one yet? Uh, we're not counting the Avatar. Oh, that's right. That's right. Can't, okay, can't count an Avatar. I feel like there's someone else from Yoshi. Kiyoshi novels we might be missing, but maybe not. We got Yoon, Beifong, Jinpa, or excuse me, <laughs> Jianzu. Jianzu. Uh, uh, nothing, no, Lek. like, uh, other than, like, like the Flying Opera Company, there's no big um, uh, Earthbenders in, like, Dao Fight. Like, Mach's not an Airbender, or Earthbender. Earthbender. Um, uh, no, you're right. I think yeah, that's I don't from think, that. So. We don't see, like, like significant characters from that yeah uh so i think like someone's listening being like like (laughs) but uh yeah 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 but uh so let's move on to uh from kiyoshi and then well is is uh is chin the conqueror of bender uh uh possibly uh most likely but if he is, we'll but we after, haven't, we we'll haven't, him after the fact, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we haven't seen him bend, and I don't really care to see him bend. I'm like, I'm like, we know your story. All Chin the Conqueror needs is that story, because you know what? Fuck you, Kiyoshi. Fucked you up, bitch. <laughs> like, I don't need to know your story. History is written by the winners, you know. That's true. Yeah, by the victorious. So that's the only history I want of that event. And then we have Toph. We have... All right, so we're going into Last Airbender. Now we're going into Last Airbender. So obviously we have Toph. We have... Boomy. Boomy. We have... Um, we can't include the Sandbenders because that's just like a group of people. Right. Um, Just like... Well, if we include... Well, I mean, do we though? If you're saying yeah. we included the Swamp People from the Water Tribe, do we... Peru? No, but... Actually, what we did is tallied. Okay, so last episode we did three tallies for the swamp benders. You had the two swamp benders, and okay. they're named, and then the and then the fucking sea monster. Well, okay, but the the thing that's different about the sand benders. So you, you're is saying that you want to subtract three from your? No, no, no. <laughs> I think there's a difference because they have names and they play a role. The sand benders are just like bad guys. They're no names. Stormtroopers. They're not actual players. They're just yeah. Here's the bad guy. So we keep the Whatever. swamp people, but we don't um, add the sand benders because they're just like bad guys. You're just trying to win this argument. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who else do we? We have? added Haru. Kavira. His father. Yep. Hold on. Haru's father is a. He's named and has a role in the show. I don't know the name. Is Longfang a bender? Longfang is not a bender. How do you get to the leader of the, of the Dai Li? If because he was like the fucking nanny of the goddamn king. Yeah. Oh, the, okay. That's right. We talked about that. Yeah. 
Uh, who else do we have from the Earth Kingdom? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Your uh, your argument's not looking too good right now, dude. Uh, my argument's looking great, bitch. Is it though? Um, who else do we have? What does the tally uh, sheet say? You dumb bitch. We haven't even gotten you to can, Korra. Okay, so you can include you can include um, you can include. That's true. We haven't gotten into Korra. Korra has quite a bit. Quite a bit. <laughs> uh, it's the fucking secret. It's like the. You can. Include, it's the finisher, dude. Yeah, you can include. Uh, <laughs> I'm at ten right now. You can include the the couple from Secret Tunnel if you want, because we did get quite a bit on them. That's two people. The couple. Right. That. Forged a path underneath the ground so they can oh, be Oh, Oma and Shu? Right. Ooh, I can do that. Yeah. That's eight. I yeah. can take those. those. That's fair. That's 12, baby. Oh, really? And we haven't even gotten into Korra. So I think that's it from Avatar, though. Um, Again, I feel like we're forgetting someone that someone's going to be listening and be like, ah! Yeah, we can add it in after the fact. Yeah. And uh, we can we can touch on that next week if we find them. All right, so let's get into Korra. So who do you have from Korra? So you have... Lin? Lin Beifong, Suyin Beifong. Um, <laughs> and I don't know all their names. Well, all, also Bolin, obviously. Right. And then, but Suyin has three sons that all earthbend. All named, all earthbend. Okay, all right. Like, we can add them, you know. If they Kuvira. Got Kuvira. Um... Oh, is there a, no Opal Airbends? Yeah. So right now I'm at seven. <laughs> <laughs> just from just from Korra. <laughs> just from Toph's family. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, there's a. I think I wouldn't even. I get, think that's it. Oh no 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 no! There's the police chief that takes over for Lynn, who's a dick. He's like a puppet head for uh, Councilman Tarlock. I can't remember his name. But he's a named Earthbender, Mendel Bending Chief. Yeah. Chief Okay. okay. So that's eight. That's eight. I can't remember his name. He sucks. Um I, I honestly I'm out. Like I can't think of anything else. Yeah. So what does that put our tally at for uh, Alright, so Earth is at twenty, you're at <laughs> fifteen, or possibly Twelve. If we take out the swamp benders, okay, it's not going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you're in rough shape. Damn. And we added, by the way, we forgot uh, Eska and Desna, the twins from Korra. Right. So at the end, and of- we added that into it. So you're at fifteen. We yeah. Earthbenders we, we at ended, twenty. We ended last week's episode at thirteen, but really it was fifteen. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm still behind by yeah, a, yeah, a large yeah. margin. And I didn't. You you use swamp benders. I didn't use hey. The Dai Li or or we're talking metal about, bending police. We're talking about people with names. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm definitely. You know gonna what's really going to be a short list? The Air Nomads. Oh, 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 oh! Um, um, homie from uh, Zahir's gang. Oh right, is a is right. an Earthbender. Twenty one, bitch. Uh, keep. <laughs> I don't know his name though. I don't know his name either, dude. We keep fucking. I know Zahir and Pali. Yeah. I I forget the other two. Yeah. Yeah. And they're the coolest ones. I like mean, they really are. I, I'm, nah, no, nah. Zahir's gang one. is fucking dope as shit. Like that was the coolest. 
Red Lotus? Are you kidding me? Oh my god. That's wow. like that's that's the Avengers. Like I'm like this is the, the dark Avengers. All the cool shit we've seen. Boom. We're all together now. It was good to see a uh, fucking a, a, suicide. A, it was squad. good to see like a almost like a gang, right? Evil gang, but an evil gang. They did that. They tried to do an evil avatar in the season before, and right. it, it was kind of <laughs> awful. And then they're like, "All right, let's do an evil gang," and everyone was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fuck yeah, Henry Rollins." <laughs> I love you so much. I remember to post that picture on my Instagram on my lock screen. Yeah, that was. Hope uh, you guys saw that. Fucking cop that shit. Make it your lock screen. I love that shit. I love looking down at that shit. And again, just screen. another little shameless plug, man. Just pl- I mean, reach out, man. Like, shoot us an email. Hit us up on the socials. Get we're active on Reddit um, and Instagram. Let's, let's grow. Instagram. We're killing it. Let's grow this community, I like, man. I like. I like Instagram. Let's yeah. let's promote it. Let's get together and let's just cr- fill in the gaps together. I love the little bit of feedback we've been getting. It's been great. Uh, I love hearing it. Love that yep. people have been responding. Um, to say it's. It's funny, like it's, I'm like dude, I man. thought only it's us so understood each other's jokes. Like <laughs> I thought it was just us. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, hit us up at the Cabbage Cart Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. And also a little uh, drop right now, man. Shout out to one of our uh, most recent sponsors and supporters of the podcast, Triforce Collectibles, here in Glendale, Arizona. We're gonna have the co-owner of that company. Or of that small business here on the podcast next week. Yes, and he's gonna and drop Ian's some gonna bombs. be a uh, regular and, and he'll be uh, a regular. Yep, we yeah. got him. We got him a mic and everything, man. So we're in yeah, for a dude. ride. We're we're just getting. It's gonna be up. it's gonna be a lot of fun. Well, on that note, Rick, you ready to get out of here, man? Yep. 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 <laughs>